2: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, August 25th. And I got to say, I know you guys have seen me on Cowherd Show a lot lately. People are writing stuff in the media. I just ignore all this stuff. I'll say this. I am routine oriented. And... I love a good routine where I know where I'm waking up at this time. I'm doing this workout. Maybe I'll play basketball. I got to walk the dog. I got to do this, that, and the other. I like a good routine. And this cowherd thing has kind of thrown me off my routine. Right? So last night, I've been telling my bed, 8.30, phone goes away. After that, it's reading and sleep. I got to get to bed early because I got to wake up, and today I'm doing cowherd. So... Eight thirty, maybe one. <laughs> Eight thirty-one last night. The texts keep coming in, one after another. Bing, bing, bing. I'm like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Finally, the wife goes, "You got to just pick it up. Just pick. See what's going on." And the Lakers made a trade. And I'm opening the podcast with it because I had a whole entire night to marinate on it. And, you know, we have a great guest today, Bob Herrick, Sports Illustrated. We're talking golf. Yes, Live versus PGA, Tiger Woods, Rory, blah, blah, blah. We got a big NBA injury to talk about. That's a little sad. But here's my thing. What on earth are the Lakers doing after the Patrick Beverly move? Because there ain't no way in hell the Lakers are adding Patrick Beverly to the roster, dumping THT, that's the previously untouchable. Talen Horton Tucker, and Stanley Johnson. It was an incredible find. Incredible find for the Lakers last year, just as Austin Reeves was. Um, the Lakers have been doing a great job with these reclamation projects, whether it's in the draft or free agency. Uh, Malik Monk, they did a great job. Stanley Johnson was transcendent. Here's my thing. Well, transcendent is strong. I apologize. When you look at the Lakers' wing situation, it basically is Stanley Johnson Talon Horton Tucker, and who the hell else? Because I consider LeBron still a point guard. Unless they're making big moves, LeBron to me is not a wing. He's not defending wings. What's going on, Lakers? What what are we doing? Is there another move coming? There has to be. You can't add Pat Bev to a team with Russell Westbrook. There has to be another move coming. Now, I'm sure it'll come out later in this morning, and on this podcast, it'll it'll look old. That's the deal with podcasts. If it comes out, like, you know, 10 a.m., You're listening to this 10 a.m. like, hey, shit happens. But think about this. The Lakers don't get Kyrie Irving. He decides to stay. Kevin Durant decides to stay. Patrick Beverly announces on Monday on Twitter that Kevin Durant held up everybody for a I want out now, fine, a month later, six months later, I'm fine, I'm staying. Eight weeks, whatever the number was. Two days later, Patrick Beverly finally gets his wish, and he's going to L.A. to play with the Lakers, we think. I personally do not think it ends up happening. I think ultimately Pat Bev gets shipped in some kind of deal. Remember, him and Russell Westbrook have a history. Um, the, uh, I think it was the year after the Thunder went to the finals. Patrick Beverly collided with Westbrook in the playoffs, busted up his knee, done for the season. Uh, Pat Bev does not like Westbrook. Pat Bev and LeBron have had history. But obviously, if LeBron can get a guy who's going to be a bulldog and badger the hell out of other people. You know LeBron's bout about it. Bring him on. He's not my mess. It's the kind of guy that you play pickup with, and you hate going against him, but if he's on your team, you love it. You absolutely love it. That's what Patrick Beverly is. Boy, the stock for THT kind of plummeted quickly, huh? Remember two years ago, he was literally untouchable. Lakers, we're not including THT in anything. And then last year, he didn't really pop, and now he's shipped to Utah. So we'll see what's next on deck for the Lakers. Can you pack package Pat Bev and I mean, Lakers don't have much else on the roster, but they still do have those two draft picks. Is there a chance uh, Buddy Heald? Maybe they don't want Miles Turner. I don't know. I I don't see Indiana dumping Buddy Heald without attaching Miles Turner to it. So bottom line is August NBA news. We had KD staying. We've now got Patrick Beverly traded to the Lakers. Um, I, 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 I don't know, guys. Maybe Westbrook's the next guy to go. Maybe Westbrook's on his way out, but who's he going for? Buddy Heald? Do you have Patrick Beverly and Buddy Heald in the backcourt now? I, I don't know. This is getting exciting. It's August. It's football time, and um, we've got the, the other NBA news besides that. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw the sad news about Chet Holmgren, the seven foot 195 195-pound wing, power forward, center, whatever you want to call him for OKC, unicorn, Um he, he, he busted up his foot guarding LeBron in a pro-am game this past week. And it sounds like there's ligament damage, and it sounds like oh, Chet Holm is going to be out on the shelf for a couple months. And I know that's – oh, hey, it's just a couple months. No big deal. Think about this, guys. Big men and foot injuries. The one that comes to mind, obviously, is Porzingis. Porzingis was having a promising career, foot injury, he just hasn't been the same since the foot injury. Nick shipped him to the Mavs. Mavs gave him a shot. Not happening. Ship him to Washington. He's here hanging out with Kyle Kuzma and uh, Rui Hachimura. Like, I feel bad. It just it did not work out for Porzingis because of the foot injury. I hope, you know, Chet Holmgren's able to overcome this, but it's not good news for OKC, okay, which has a promising core, right? I mean, they they have, uh, they have just gave Lou Dort a lot of money. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, my guy from the NBL. You know, uh, he's shown a lot of promise last year as a rookie. Like, they've got a fun young core. They're at least not a total dumpster fire. They're like, you know, a 30-win team, maybe 35. They'll be plucky. But I, it just is disappointing that Chet's going to— I mean, he's forget about Rookie of the Year. He's probably going to miss at least two months ligament damage. And you know they're not going to rush him back. Like, what's the point of that? um anyways so nba news to start the show let's quickly get to our guest bob herrick sports illustrated he has covered golf for i don't know a couple decades the guy's great and usually our guests they don't love to venture into the the narrative world but this is a great debate topic live versus pga pga made a big move on wednesday announcing a rory tiger deal that is going to put more money in the pockets of golfers. Bob breaks down the entire deal and it it's a nice move. Is it enough? Is the real question. And I, I told you guys at golf last week, I'm not a good golfer by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, in fact, I don't golf enough to even be remotely decent. Um, but I, I like it. Sure. I'll go out and golf. Um, And I golf with my brother in law was out here, and then a buddy who I play hoops with has a membership at this uh, golf club, and uh, one of his buddies. And after we play the round, you know, we're eating at the clubhouse, and all we're talking about is this Live PGA situation. And I'm trying to understand it. I'm just asking questions because, on the sounds of it, if you know, let's apply this to your job, right? Some disruptor comes in, says we're gonna up upset the apple cart. We are going to offer you, you're making like four or five million a year. We're going to offer you 25 to 75 million, somewhere in that range. Are you turning it down? Of course not. Of course not. You're out the door. That's generational wealth. You get $50 million, you're set. Your kids should be set. Their kids should be set. Like if you, unless you blow it, like maybe Mickelson had, one of our guests recently said, Mickelson, you know, the gambling stuff. You should be set. And, and who's turning that down if you're 30, 40 years old? And the scary thing is, what happens when the young guys get money whipped? And they say, hey, come on, 25 mil. At max, you're making 5 to 10 in PGA. Well, more than double your salary. I just don't know how you say no to that. And that's the problem that the PGA is up against, and Bob breaks it down for us. So let's welcome our guest in, Sports Illustrated's Bob Herrick. Allstate
0: wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
2: Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
4: I know what sports fans
2: want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy
3: who knows another guy.
4: All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy who is all over golf. And by the way, golf is just such a popular uh, battleground right now. Live versus the PGA PGA with a big move. Live had kind of a glib response. I-, I love this. I love this drama. So let's welcome in Bob Herrig, sports illustrated uh, author. He does it all. Bob, how are you, man?
6: I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, this, this news of the PGA kind of pushing back against live. Uh, I- <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm pro one way or the other, but Bob, this is kind of a signal that Liv is doing a good thing for golf. Competition breeds, the PGA have to, has to raise their game, right? And they're doing that here with this Tiger-Rory series.
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, think, I think what Tiger and Rory kind of got started, or at least have been a big part in, you know, getting the top players together, putting together some ideas, um, and, and forcing the tour to really kind of act because, um, you know, the tour's been put in a very reactionary spot here lately. Um, you can't compete with the money that Liv has put up. It's just, you know, it's just uh, huge sums that they've, that they've been putting up to sign players to guarantee deals. But if you wanted to stem the kind of the slow bleed of players over there, you had to enhance this situation. And I think they did that. They've, they've, they've addressed some areas that, that players have had issues with. They've got now a a system where the top players, the stars of the sport are going to have an avenue into big money events with smaller fields, which means the opportunity to make more money. If you have to, if you don't have to beat as many guys, um, you're, you're going to prosper. And some of these events will have no cut. Some of them will. All mm-hmm. the live events have no cut. Yeah. But the the you know the the at least for now the traditional invitational events like the Genesis which is Tiger's tournament, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the Memorial Jack Nicklaus's tournament, those have been 120 player fields with cuts. That's not 156 like every other week, mm-hmm. 120, but you still, you know, you only have to beat what uh, 40 guys or 50 guys to make the cut. And then you're going to be playing for 20 million dollars, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, you know, up from 12 million this year, and they're doing that across the board. Uh, you know, in the playoff events, uh, only 70 guys get in the first, only 50 get in the second, um, the match play, which has 64, uh, you get paid ev- 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 no, no matter how you do there. Uh, if, if, if you don't do very well, you're still getting something. So, and then there's going to be four more that they haven't named. Um, but, uh, those, Those four are going to be added here probably in about two months' time. So you're going to have 12 of these events where the top players will play. Uh, They're actually required to play. Uh, You've got the four majors and the players gets you to 17. And then they're allowed to pick three more. So, you know, 17 out of – or 20 out of 35 events um, is way better than the ratio we see now, which is, you know, maybe you might see the top, top players together – Uh, outside of the majors and the players, maybe three or four more times. So Mm. they're, they're definitely increasing that. And that's
4: good for the sport commercially. So I would ask Bob, who would you clarify as the big winner here? Um, It doesn't seem like the, the, the big money golfers are the big winners, right? Is this more like the, the, um, the middle of the pack guys are going to get elevated. Is this like the kind of the bottom tier guys who are missing the cut often? Is are they big winners in this?
6: Well, yes and no, but it's a little bit more. We had to dive a little deeper for the for the guys farther down. I, I do think the stars win, okay, because because th- that 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 uh, player impact program uh, for twenty guys, hundred million dollars, fifteen million to the winner. That's outside of prize money, you know. So there, there's going to be that that bonus amount. I don't know what they didn't announce what it goes down to. But my guess is if you've got 100 million and 15s going to the winner, let's say they're given 10 to second place, uh, you still got 75 million to, uh, uh, to divvy up among 18 guys. It's a lot of money. You know, my guess is everybody's getting for 3 million out of that. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're going to be in, for the most part, the top events, the ones paying 20, $20 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, and- uh, their, their schedule will be mostly comprised of smaller field events, which means more opportunity. Now, you're still going to have to perform. If you shoot 80 every day, you're probably not going to do very well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think the top guys are making out of this the best. The next level guys, the way you have to look at them is the ones who don't get in these tournaments are going to have an easier road in the regular tour events because there won't be as much competition and they're still going to be playing for eight, $9 million in those tournaments, you know? So, and that's their ticket into the bigger tournaments and so, uh, go ahead. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. The, the other thing they announced was this $500,000 um, program that all exempt players will get against earnings. Mm. And all that means is, is if you don't make $500,000, you're assured of making $500,000. If you go beyond $500,000, that doesn't really matter because they're, <laughs> not, give, they're not giving you an extra five hundred. dollars But for a guy starting out, a rookie on the PGA Tour, they're giving it to you up front. It's counted against your earnings. If you only make $300,000, they're not making you give $200,000 back.
3: Mm. So-
6: you know, you can know that you're going to start out the year making 500,000. And frankly, in golf, that's important because there's no, there's been no guarantee of any money in golf. You know, it's, it's, uh, if you miss a cut, you, you get paid zero. And, yeah. and, and I think that's been a problem because, because in, in the culture of sports today where there's this big guaranteed money in all sports, yeah. you know, guys don't even get off the bench in the NBA and they're guaranteed what <laughs> four or five, $6 million, yeah. you know, and, and golfers um, are part of the show. They're playing, they're, they're selling, they're, they're there on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, people are there, they're buying tickets. They're part of the TV show. And if they don't make the cut, they don't make any money. And I think that's been viewed as th- there's a problem with that. Like yeah. that needed to be addressed.
4: And, and I'm sure, you know, the live people, if they, if they were countering, they would say, well, that's great. You have an opportunity to make if you perform uh, and you're going to, you're going to get paid. It's just a small amount. If you don't play well, Bryson DeChambeau, I've seen the report that he's automatically getting like the guaranteed in excess of $135 million. Um, Now, again, you might have better numbers. I'm just going off what I read off, like off uh, golf websites, but that difference between significant guaranteed money and the, and what the PGA is offering is still a pretty large gap. No,
6: no question. They can't, You know, the the Saudi uh, Public Investment Fund, which is basically, you know, in the overall relative scheme of things, (laughs) a a bottomless pit of money, um, you know, they can afford that. You know, these huge contracts that they're paying, uh, the the PGA Tour can't compete with that. And people who think that they should be able to uh, are, are just, they just don't understand. But there was, a, a, there was sort of a level that the tour needed to get to that they've been reluctant to. Some guaranteed money, taking care of the stars. Now, look, Scotty Scheffler, who's, who's the top player this year, has won 14 or $15 million in prize money. That's a lot of money, and he's going to make a lot of money in the FedEx Cup bo- with bonuses. But last year, John Rahm won 7.7. He was the, he was the leading money winner on the PJ Tour. He played his tail off. To win that much. He was number one in the world. He won the U S open. He, he, he was very close in a couple of other events. I believe he was second or third in the FedEx, although that money is bonus money. And he won $7.7 million, which is like, you know, that's what, what players in other sports who nobody even knows are making. Yeah, And so, you know, as a star player in golf, um, you know, it's been said many times. Tiger might be the most underpaid athlete of all time, in terms of actual winnings on the course. Obviously, he's been paid a ton of money for endorsements. Um, and, and, and but but Steph Curry makes a lot of money in endorsements. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what you're getting paid to perform. And you know, Tiger Tiger's career prize money is less than a bunch of these live guys are getting just for signing. Wow.
4: That's scary. Now, uh, you mentioned Curry. I think he's slated to make something like $53 million this season. And that happens whether he plays, whether he's injured, whatever. You're saying Rom made 7.7. And had he been injured and missed six months, there's no way he's getting anywhere near that.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
4: So the money is obviously, you know, kind of out the window in that PGA can't match it. But I played a golf last week uh, with some guys, and all they kept talking about was Cam Smith. He will be the big decider as to whether or not Liv has legs. If he leaves, oh, my gosh, you know, PGA, this is a, this is a problem. Um, what have you heard on Cam Smith? Do you know what they're offering him? Have they made an offer? Um, and do you think he's as big of a deal as my golfing buddies made him out to be?
6: There's no doubt they've made him an offer. It's in excess of $100 million. He is believed to have already signed. Um, the tour doesn't sanction anybody until they actually play. Um, now, does any of this change his mind? Possibly, but I kind of doubt it. I think he's, I think he's willing to, to, to take the leap. $125 million. He'd have to do a lot of winning on the PGA Tour just <laughs> to get that. And, and then he's still, because he just won the British open, he's exempt for the other three majors for the next five years. He'll he's obviously he's, he's exempt for the open until age 60, he's 28. So he's going to get to play in the majors through, through 2027, at least. And, you know, the the live golf uh, series, they don't get any world ranking points right now. So his world ranking is going to slip you know he's second in the world he he's going he's going to fall some if he falls out of a spot where where he's ineligible for the other majors as i said he's exempt for them for 5 years his hope is that live a year from now or by 2024 is awarded world ranking points and then and then it's no big deal he plays the live tournaments 14 of them he plays the majors um and he's and he's happy you know so where it's more of an issue is for a younger guy who, who doesn't have an av- avenue into the majors. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to believe that anybody who plays a sport like this doesn't want to play in the majors or doesn't care, because that's the ultimate. And it's not about money in those tournaments, you know. So um, that's the unfortunate part of this, is that uh, that, that, that that's that door might be closed to some guys and, and, um, and, and I'm not quite sure how it'll get resolved, frankly.
4: Yeah. So it, it sounds like you think Cam Smith is going now. Is, is he one of the more popular golfers right now going, uh, uh, from, for a young set, obviously tiger, you know, and Rory are in a different, uh, stratosphere, but do you think if Cam does make the move, do you think this will signal to others, man, I, I think I got to make the move. I'm not so sure it's going to ha-
6: cause others to move, but it does give them more credibility because all of a sudden now you've got a younger player, uh, a highly ranked player. They're obviously their highest ranked, um, you know, their highest ranked player right now, I believe is Dustin Johnson. And he's slipped out of the top 30 in the world. It's because he's not been playing world ranking events, you know, and so he's going to gradually slip, mm. but I mean him and, and Deshambo and Kepka. Those guys would be ranked higher if they were getting points, you know, uh, if they were competing against these guys more often. Cam Smith gives them, you know, a guy who just won a major. He's going to be the guy who, the the last major winner until the Masters. That's a pretty strong thing they can say. They'll have the 2020 Masters winner. You know, they're going to have the 2020 U.S. Open winner. That's DeChambeau. They have the 2018 Masters winner. They have the 2018 and 19 PGA winner. You know, that's Kepka. You know, they've got a lot of major champions. They've got a lot to hang their hat on. Yeah. Uh, but Cam Smith is, is a huge get.
4: Mm. So let's spin this forward. I don't know. Um, the, the, the Masters is on the horizon. It's coming up. Does live is Liv being talked about, say, next March and April? Is that, is that even, is Liv a talking point at that, that, at that juncture?
6: I think it will be cuz I think you know I I have a sense that they're going to they're going to try to launch their schedule sometime in February or February or March. Mm-hmm. So their guys will have played a few events. There'll be a talking point one way or the other. If their if their events are a flop, they'll be talked about. If their events are 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 good, they'll be talked about. Even if their events um turn out to be you know, not very compelling or or we're not talking about them, I think we'll be talking about them at the Masters mm-hmm. because they'll have a bunch of their players in the Masters. Exactly.
4: Oh, man, this is not good. So I guess, Bob, uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, I started a website and it kind of was a bit of a disruptor, a blog back in the day. And um, it, it worked out great for me and my family. Like, tremendous. And did it help media? I don't Probably not. But there was a lot of blogs at the time that were kind of popping. And I, I'm always of the belief that like competition is kind of a good thing. And I kind of see that here. I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, you've covered the PGA. You've got a lot of relationships there. Do you ultimately think live is, is a good thing for professional golf? I think, I think
6: that's still to be determined. Um, I agree that competition is good. Uh, but the problem is, is we're going to have this disconnect here for a while. I mean, I happen to think that we should have Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Koepka and Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith and you know Sergio Garcia and Louis Oosthuizen and Bubba Watson playing in tournaments with the guys who are here at Eastlake like Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler and mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth. I think they should be playing with these guys. They should all be in the same tournaments, just beyond the majors. And all it's going to be is the majors. And so now what you've done – what live has done is they've created this divide. And I think there was a sense that live players could, could operate on the PGA tour to some level that for now has been shut off. And I, and I hate to see that, you know, I wish the tour would figure out a way to work with them somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any
4: ideas, <laughs> any ideas that would make that? Well,
6: happen? Uh, you know, what, today's news might, might prevent it from ever happening because they've clearly put a stake in the ground and, and, enhance their Mm. their their situation but i thought there was a way uh i've written about this where if if both sides compromise they could work together and and the way would be is instead of playing 14 events live plays 10 all right and they play their they play their their 10 54 hole 48 player events but have access to any pj tour they want Mm. they can sign whoever they want and in exchange for the tour allowing these guys to play with Live, they require those guys to play a minimum of 10 PJ Tour events. Well, they just said today they're requiring these guys to play 20, so that mm. would be 20 events. Yeah. In return, because Live has so much money, the tour could extract some things from them. They could say, look, why don't you uh, subsidize the purses of the 10 events that you go up against? why don't you give us $3 million? So, now all of a sudden, that's $30 million, which is a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah, You put $3 million into the purses opposite live events. Now, the guys who aren't in live get to play for a lot more money. If it's an $8 million purse, it goes to 11. You know, then because the live tour would inevitably get some sort of a TV contract, you know, the tour, tour members um, the, have to get permission uh, to play opposite tour events, which obviously the tour would be giving them, but part of that is their media rights. if if uh, If you play golf in an, an event out, outside of the PJ tour, the PJ tour extracts a fee. So the tour could clearly, you know get some sort of a fee from live for its players being allowed to play over there. In other right. words, they could enhance their bottom line. They could have all their players play, you know a lot of these live guys aren't going to be pl- wouldn't have been playing in the opposite events anyway. You know, they weren't going to be playing. That Next week, there is no PGA Tour event when they play in Boston. Two weeks after that is the PGA Tours um, event in Napa. A lot of those guys would have skipped it anyway. So you weren't exactly going to be missing, you know, these guys from these tournaments anyway. But now you at least get them back for the Players' Championship, Mm. the Memorial, the Genesis, you know. But as it is now, they're not allowed to play in them. And I, I just don't, you know, I'm not sure that's a great thing for golf going forward.
4: Yeah, and, and, and you know, like you, you mentioned, a TV deal potentially for Liv. If they get one in a year or two, I, that that's also going to be pretty bad news for PGA because some of the some of the the names they have, the wattage of a Dustin, uh, Kepka, even Bryson DeChambeau, they hate watching, if you will. That that could be a problem for the PGA. No. Yeah, I mean.
6: Uh, if they don't come to an agreement with them, I do because I still think they're going to continue to bleed players. Mm. Even if you're offering a guy $50 million, come on. We're we're almost numb to the numbers already. You know, like, uh, you know, the guy who wins the FedEx cup this week is going to win $18 million. Okay. That's one guy. The second place guy, I believe gets seven. Okay. It, it, you know, like I said, Scotty Scheffler want, is going to win 14 or 15 million in prize money this year. Most guys win two or three million. Yeah. You know, it's not huge money. And I know people say, well, you know, they have endorsements. Yeah. Well, Major League Baseball players have endorsements and they have every bit of their travel paid for. You know, mm. they get per diem on the road, for goodness sake. Yeah. You know, 150 bucks a day. They stay in five-star hotels. They travel on a private plane. A PJ tour player goes to an events on a private plane. He's paying for it. Yeah. He's also Ooh. spending. He's also paying for his hotel, his caddy, his trainer, his his therapist, his coach. You know, you as a as a pro athlete, you have access to all that stuff through the team. So again, you know, I, I I've become adept, I think, at arguing both sides. If you if you gave me a a debate topic and you told me which side I had to argue, I think you could argue either one. I I've just tried to understand, you know, why live could it uh happen, why it's viable, and the arguments that they have, but I certainly understand the PGA tours point of view. Yeah. They've been around for over 50 years, they give a lot of money to charity, they go into a lot of communities to create economic benefit. There is a pay structure that's very lucrative if you perform. So, you know, there's two sides to it. But uh like you said, competition is good, and I think it really helped the PJ Tour up its game here today.
4: Yeah, I, I love this stuff, Bob. Hey, Bob Bob Harrig at Sports Illustrated. Great, great information, great uh, forward-thinking uh, golf talk. I, I like this. It is a great time. I don't think this is going away anytime soon, Bob. So thanks for taking the time, and we'll talk to you soon. It's great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,